Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with NAIAF Ball, and I have back my co-host this week. Woohoo! John Cooper is back with me. John, how are you doing? It's been like a month. I'm doing well. Anytime I get to come in and sit down with you and talk some NAIA football, especially with the treat we have today of a interview with a coach that is familiar with the playoffs, familiar with conference championships. I can't wait to ask him what his ring box looks like. But, uh, Corey, go ahead and introduce the guest we have today. We have from the University of Cumberland's up in Kentucky, Matt Reimer. Matt, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great. Thank you guys for, for having us on this evening. Coach, I just wanted to start out with, we know that you're an alumnus of the University of Cumberland's, and you played through that 03 to 07 tenure, correct? Yes, I actually 03 to 06 and 07, I was a graduate assistant. That's right. So uh, this leads me to my question. You know, I played at a, a, a school in Montgomery, Alabama, Faulkner University, which is in the same conference um, as the Cumberlands but not the same division anymore. Uh, I got to ask, Coach, since you've been coaching there, playing there, how many rings do you think you have? Uh, let's see. So we won four in a row, um, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, so there was four. We won, the, we won six there in a stretch. And of course, Coach Bland was the head coach uh, through those years, the head coach. So I was an assistant coach, and then, in 13, I was actually not here. Uh, I was coaching high school football, and they went to the national championship. Um, so we've made you know, several playoff appearances, won um, I think seven conference championships through the years, and um, just you know had a, had a good program for a really long time. Coach, like you said, you are part of a very winning tradition. And, uh, you know, when you got there, it seems like the offense has – changed a little bit since 10 years ago when you know when many people think of the University of Cumberland's you think of a lot of triple option mesh point midline veer football uh can you just tell me what the development the transition of your offense is yeah so we still you know we still run the football and we still have you know option principles we still read people and um you know we still count numbers and try to find you know the best uh, number of situation to run a play, but we, you know, we do it out of a spread um, type offense. Now we have, um, you know, one tailback and an H back and a, a slot receiver that really uh, plays running back too. So sometimes we have a two back set and then we play with two wideouts every play. So we, you know, we got five skilled guys on the field, um, and you know, we also utilize the the quarterback a lot too. So we still run the quarterback. Still, you know, at any play we could have a triple option. Uh, threat it just looks different than flex bone under center um but we still you know our identity is running the football and establishing uh the line of scrimmage and controlling the game and ball and clock and all those things so coach you know when i watch you guys um and uh, i was able to catch a couple games this year um through uh you know a couple simulcasts but I want to ask you, what's your favorite run play? Like you said, you guys love to run the ball. And when I watch you guys on film, it seems like you guys love that GH counter, you know, where the guard kicks out the end and the H wraps up for the play side backer. Um, just tell me, what's your favorite run play in your playbook? Yeah, we like, we like power. We like ISO. Um, those, are, those are two plays that we run a lot of variations of out of different formations and different people, um, you know, 
running those plays as far as who's kicking out and who's leading and different things. But we, we like to run the power and like to run the isolation where we get bodies on bodies and try to ISO a linebacker and, you know, let the running back go to work. You know, you you, you talk about your running back a, a lot, and for good reason. Y'all were um, fourth in uh, the NAI in rushing yards and, and fifth in scoring offense. So, I mean, it's it's obvious y'all are putting up the numbers. Um so talk about uh, about Milton Shelton. He's coming back for y'all. Almost had fifteen hundred rush yards on the on the season, and garnered um, Player of the Year honors for the for the division. Talk about him just a little bit. Yeah, he um, he's a great kid, and you know, he's a, a strong leader for us. He's been you know a good kid for our program the whole time he's been here. Worked really hard and bought in and, and understands what we're trying to do. But he's a he's a team guy first and. Uh, very unselfish. You know, doesn't mind blocking. Doesn't mind uh, you know other guys getting carries. He's very, very unselfish and disciplined, and just we love him. You know, he's a great force, a great leader, and you know, he had a great year. I trusted what we were doing, and you know, learned to, to square his pads up and get downhill. And he can make you miss, but you know, he's uh, just got great vision and and had a great year for us. We had a great offensive line. I think that really had a whole lot to do with that, but. Milton's a great player. We had other, you know, backs that had good, you know, a good year as well, and you know that I think that took some, uh, took a little bit of the load off of him. He stayed fresh, and you know, he we wasn't just wearing him out every game. You know, he was getting uh, a lot of carries, but um, and we were getting other guys' carries too. So I think staying fresh, and you run the football, having multiple guys that can run it and, and do the same, I think that helps a whole lot. Well, looking back real quick at your at your 2018. Obviously, it, it it wasn't quite the way you wanted to end it, where you uh, you go up to to Benedictine, and you uh, and and you have an early exit from the playoffs. Um, you know, maybe take a little comfort in the in in the knowledge that that they uh, took Morningside almost about to the mat. Um, but um, you only have that one loss to Reinhardt in the season, and and that wasn't a a blowout, but. Um, Talk a little bit about your your, your 2018, and, and if you want to rub in your win over uh, John's Faulkner Eagles, that's that's okay too. Now we, uh, you know, a lot of things came together for us in 18. We have, you know, some guys that we had really uh, invested a lot in, in in terms of just, um, you know, that played a lot of football and, and that were really good for us. And you know, our leaders, our seniors and juniors, have had a lot of experience and really trusted uh, what we were doing and you know they they were bought in and in a lot of ways so that, I think that's huge and you know some coaching changes I think really um, kind of added up for us got coach bright back uh, you know who played here played quarterback here's our offensive coordinator this year and um, he played here and coached here and then was actually coached uh, division two ball in Mississippi for a couple years and then came back here I think that was a uh, good timing for that he brought a lot of excitement back to us and a lot of knowledge about what we were trying to do on offense and, and the guys bought into that. Um, you know, so offensively from the, from the go, we were, we were pretty explosive and we're able to spread the ball around and make first downs. And we we were great in the red zone. And I think that really helped us all year long. I think we were almost perfect in the red zone, um, the entire year. So that was when you can score in the red zone and stop people in the red zone, that you, know, you have a good chance to win a lot of games. So, but defensively, you know, uh, Philip Wells, Stephen Wells, my defense coordinators, co-coordinators, um, brothers who played here, graduated from here, 
because they've done an awesome job, the guys on defense. And I think our defense was one of the best defenses in the country. We were fast and physical and, you know, had a lot of takeaways, a lot of, you know, we knocked the ball loose a lot, had a lot of interceptions, and that created a lot of energy too. You know, you have sudden change and you have a lot of, you know, short fields and, you know, where punter was all conference and, you know, I think is an all-American type player. And so, you know, a good defense, a good punter, and an all-American running back and four all-conference offensive linemen and a coaching staff that loves this place. And, you know, it means a lot to them to coach every day. And, you know, it's a good mixture. So we've got a, a lot of great things going for us. And I think a lot of that came to came to a head in 18 and really, I think, just propelled us into to what's going to happen next year uh, at Cumberland. Talking about that, Coach, I, I know you got a, a lot of returning players in terms of skill players, in terms of your, your leaders on defense. Y'all got a tough road to hoe in, in 2019, starting off with a couple of, of Sun Division teams that were um, fighting, for, fighting for playoff teams. You've got Bethel, um, you play at Georgetown, and you finish the year up. Um, at home against Lindsey Wilson, who Coach Oliver and, and his squad are, are never an easy task. So um, talk about that schedule a little bit and, um, and, and how, how uh, y'all are prepping for, for that uh, little, bit, uh, little bit tougher schedule. Yeah, um, you know, that, that's always, a, you know, you go into each season, there's a lot of unknowns. You look at it, you know in the past a lot of those guys have always been really good. And you know, the schools we play, Ave Maria and you know, Weber, some of those guys, you know, there's there's a lot of uncertainties for us on them, but we we just don't know a whole lot about those guys, you know. So we're we're just now, you know, trying to familiarize ourselves with them and their coaching staff and, and what they do and you know, their roster and the way they play and so early on we gotta get through those games and I know those are gonna be tough and then, then we get into the meat of, you know, our schedule where that we're really familiar with. So, you know, Bethel, Cumberland University, uh, Lindsey Wilson, Camelsville, U-Pike, Union, Georgetown, all those guys, you know, we're very familiar with them and played those guys, uh, you know, ever since I played here. So those are fun games, exciting, and every game is a rival. You can, you know, kind of toss the record out. They all mean something um, of significance as far as, of course, conference and divisional play, but also just, you know, for us in-state, just recruiting and just the matchups. Our schools in this conference are so competitive, you know, in, in, in every sport, um, not just football. It's, it's a great league, and um, so we're, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we, you know, we're ready for that. We're excited about it, really, really looking forward to playing those guys. A ton of respect for you know, all those teams you mentioned. You know, of course, Coach Cronin, Coach Oliver, Coach Perry Thomas, and um, those guys that have been, been around a really long time in our league. Um are guys that I have the utmost respect for and guys I look up to myself. So, you know, Coach Cronin's been, been in this league for, for a long time. He's a great ambassador for NAI football and um, a guy I really admire and, and, and hope that I can, you know, come close to having the success that he's had at, at an NAI school for a long period of time. Coach, you know, reiterating on what you're talking about, you know, people think of the Mid-South, you know, the old school guys, they think of mostly those Tennessee, Kentucky schools. Well, Kentucky has absolutely exploded as far as the NAI schools with, you know, Thomas Moore coming on the scene. Then you got powerhouses like yourself in Georgetown. Then you get uh, Campbellsville, Union, Pikeville. Then you get Kentucky Christian way out east. You know, when you guys 
are recruiting, you're recruiting a lot of the same kids. You know, when you go pop into these high schools, do you guys ever run into each other? Yeah, we do. Um, not as much as you would think. I mean, every, every I think everybody has their, you know, emphasis areas, and, and it's smart to, you know, if there's good players in an area, you obviously recruit those guys. But, you know, um, I know Lindsey Wilson and Camelsville and Georgetown, they do really, really well in northern Kentucky, um, western Kentucky, Louisville. You know, we're really tough. You know, we're, we're right on the Tennessee border, so we're – you know, we're 45, 50 minutes north of Knoxville. So we're three and a half, four hours from Atlanta. So we we recruit Kentucky pretty hard, but, man, we really stay south. We we really recruit Tennessee, the I-75 corridor. We, we recruit, you know, Knoxville, Chattanooga, North Georgia, Atlanta, um, you know, all the way. You know, we, we live in South Georgia recruiting. That's a huge area for us. You know, we, we, we get a lot of kids from Alabama. Um you know, Birmingham is, is not that far from here. It's all interstate. Our school's right off the interstate. So, you know, we try to, you know, we get off the beach path, too, and we try to hit some areas where might, there might not be as much traffic and recruiting and um, just find pockets and states where there's good football, you know. And um, recruiting has really changed a whole lot with social media and, and all the different ways that you can contact kids. And NAI, there's not a lot of restrictions or limitations. So, I always say that you can recruit in any eye, you can recruit anywhere. Um, it's really competitive, and there's such a broad range of kids. And, you know, for us, you know, we've got guys who've had, you know, Division One, one AA offers, and, and we have to recruit those guys to compete in NAI. And there's, um, you know, there's guys that, that can play a lot higher level football than this. They just, you know, they like small school. They like this type of atmosphere they want to play early in their career and so you know you have to recruit such a wide range of student athletes to, to come to a place like Cumberland so um, all that's unique but yeah to answer your question we do run into those guys quite often and, and that's that's always you know um, competitive and it's, it's good too that, that makes it fun. Now coach here's another thing I want to ask you going back to the scheduling you know with the Mid-South it's it's hard to find an out-of-conference game and uh, well, some schools have been going down the trend of uh, you know scheduling up, you know per se getting a money game, and you know sometimes those teams win those money games. It's it's not unheard of for NAI school to be a Division two school. Our national champion did that. Um, it's not unheard for a NAI school to beat a FCS school. One of the Frontier Conference teams did that a couple years ago. My question to you is, uh, you know. If you are able to, maybe one year, would you ever schedule up? Um, you know, we've done that before. We played, you know, we we beat Presbyterian College one year. We beat Austin P one year when I played here. Um, we played Carson Newman a couple of years ago, who's a very respectable, you know, Division two program. Um, you know, they, they beat us by three points at their place. So, we, we went there some, you know, but it, it really um, – in NAI, you know, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. So, it, you know, I can't see where at this point, as tough as our conference is, um, you know, and how hard it is to get into the playoffs, you know, I really don't see the benefits of playing up and playing a team that, you know, you know, yeah, you could go and compete and, and maybe have a chance to win. But, you know, obviously some of those guys, just, you know, with scholarships and different things, they should win those games. But, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't particularly like that. And plus, 
you know, our conference, you know, we have a 10-game schedule set already. So, um, you know, I, I, I typically don't like that idea. You know, we budget-wise, we're in great shape. We don't necessarily need a money game or anything like that, and we're, you know, thankful for that. But So I'm, I'm not you know, totally against it, but I'm not – that's not something I look for year in and year out for sure. Coach, I definitely agree, especially with your conference slate filling up your schedule, which is a great thing. Um, now, next question is, and uh, you, you'll get two more from me, and then I'm done. But my next question is, you know, s- since you played there, you know, starting about 15 years ago, um, I want to know, has the dynamics of the rivalries for the University of Cumberland's changed from when you played to now? Or are they still the, you know, the same the same top two rivals? Yeah, so, you know, Union College is, is a traveling trophy. We're, you know, we're 45 minutes apart. Um, and so that, that's obviously year in and year out a big rivalry. Um, at Georgetown, the old, what I consider the old Mid-South Conference matchups, us in Georgetown and Camelsville and Cumberland U and Bethel and some of those. And Lindsey Wilson came in and has been in the league, you know, quite some time now. Um, you know, we now there's 20, 20 some odd schools in the Mid South Conference with three divisions. In my, you know, in my humble opinion, I think that's been good for our league. I think it's helped scheduling. It, it certainly helped those guys in, in the Sun Division have games and um, you know not have to travel all over the country to try to find games. But you know, I miss the old, you know, just where it was the teams that you knew year in and year out who you were playing. You know, we're you know this past year, I have a lot of respect for. All the teams in our conference, but I was, you know, we were in the in the um, Appalachian Division, and of course, Reinhardt is a you know exceptional team and program, and you know we were, you know, it was tough there because you know they they just kind of came on fire, and we we were trying to develop a, a rivalry there, and uh, but it, you know, some of those other teams you really don't, you know, have a lot of connections there, you know, that we had we were playing, so. Um, St. Andrews and Point, some of these newer schools that were, you know, joined Cincinnati Christian and some different teams uh, that we were playing was, you know, you were kind of trying to fill that out and wonder who was going to be the maybe a, a good rivalry game. But so, you know, to me it's been pretty consistent. Us in Georgetown and Lindsay and Camelsville and Bethel, Cumberland U, U Pike, Union, you know, that's been the traditional games for us that you know, really carry a lot of weight in, in a lot of ways. So I don't know if that answers your question or not, but uh, it definitely has changed a whole lot, yes. Yeah, that, that definitely answers my question. My last one, and I'm going to let Corey have it, you know, uh, you guys have an unbelievable staff over there at University of Cumberland's, and I'm not just talking about the football staff, I'm talking about just everything around you guys. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, you know, Bo Kidd over there. I think he does a heck of a job for you guys. And, uh, you know, coach, I'd say, uh, you know, your SID area has been made easier with guys like that. And so not more of a question, but just want to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, you know, they've always been easy to work with. So have you guys, so uh, just a first class act. And anyways, I'm just going to let Corey wrap it up and, uh, thank you, coach. Coach, um, and I can touch on that. You know, those guys, Tommy, Chastanoff, and either SID, Bo Kidd, Brandon Hensley, those guys, they work, they work as many hours as anybody's at campus. And they, they, they promote all of our kids, all of our athletes. There's no 
partiality. There's no, um, you know, this sport matters more than others. And that, to me, that I'm much in favor of that because that, that just creates such a great culture on campus and the community. And um, those guys, they bridge a lot of gaps and, and do a great job. You know, Chris Craftick, our AD, is, you know, man, he's at every game. You know, he'll go to, you know, three different games a day, try to, you know, if lacrosse is playing and baseball's playing or, you know, whatever. I mean, he's, he's everywhere and just, you know, he's so competitive and, and wants us to do well, fights for us, facilities, and just, it, it, we, we truly are blessed and we have a ton of momentum. We have great people, great facilities, um, really awesome place to be. Coach, you were, of course, a linebacker. Uh, when in in your playing days, and one thing I'm I'm noticing uh, when I when I look over your team is a distinct commitment to aggressive play, and I and I I love it. Um, you had guys at all three levels rack up uh, double digit tackles for loss, and uh, you know, unfortunately for the rest of of your opponents, they all come back. Um, you get Pendleton and Johnson at linebacker, uh, genders the defense on along the line, and then Jeremiah Baker at strong safety. Uh, talk about um, y'all's defensive philosophy and uh, the aggressiveness that goes along with that. Yeah, that's um, you know we we really you know Coach Wells and um, our defensive staff all the way back you know when I played we we've, we've always prided ourselves and being the most physical team on the field. Um, and we're, we're not always the biggest. And we, you know, now we're, you know, we're pretty fast, so I can't say that we're not always the fastest because we do have a lot of speed, but we've not always had a ton of speed. But you know, we pride ourselves in getting lined up right, being disciplined, and you know, being extremely physical, running to the ball, having you know, great, great effort every play, and just the tenacity that you know, really just you try to impose your will on other teams. And, you know, be, be the most physical team. So um, that was kind of instilled in us. That's a that's when I got here. You know, we were you know, we built teams around defenses a lot of times. Try to and just the mindset of our team is a is a physical mindset, offense, defense, special teams, and um, you know we you know, mentally tough and physically tough. You know, it, it's all part of the way we we run our weight program um, and, and the whole nine yards. So you know. It, Anybody can be physical, a play, or you know maybe have a big hit or something. But down after down, just to be really, really physical, um, and just keep you know you know running your face into your opponent, just down after down. That that takes a lot of mental and physical toughness. So um, our guys have bought into that. You know they 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 get upset if if if, if teams you know gain yards. And, and our physical, you know, we, we, we try to be the most physical team. So um, we, we preach that every day, you know, be physical. That's, that's the brand of football that we've played, you know, for a really long time. And, and there's other teams that play physical football too, you know. So um, Reinhardt plays really, really physical. Georgetown's always been extremely physical. Um, and Benedict and the team we played in the playoffs, hats off to them. Love the way they play football. Didn't know a whole lot about them, but, man, we went out there and just that was a slugfest. That was a big boy football for sure. They, we both ran the football and just went toe-to-toe. They were well coached, you know, played assignment football and played downhill and, um, you know, have a ton of respect for them. That was a neat game. 
you know, I think we, you know, should have, could have, would have, but I thought we had that game won and just, you know, was obviously just wasn't meant to be. And, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll be back on that stage soon enough. So, but yeah, we like to be physical. So, uh, last, last question here for you. Um, it's, it's kind of rare that, uh, a team that is as highly ranked offensively um, as as y'all were last year and running the ball um, also has an all conference punter as well. Um, you know, you you kind of think about those two not ex- kind kind of being uh, a little mutually exclusive. But but talk to me about. Um, the confidence that you you can have in depth and knowing that you've got a punter like Devin McMillan that you can turn to if you, if you've got to give the ball back. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He um, he also plays lacrosse for us, so he's an extremely good athlete. He's really you know really strong kid, fast, and he's a really just a well-rounded athlete. Four point student um, you know, from Pickerton Central in Ohio. So he you know comes from a great football school. Um, so he knows how to compete, knows how to win, and he's he's he has the mindset of a linebacker too, man. He's a he he he's such a tough kid, and you know wants to be you know in the in the moment, and wants to you know wants to have the ball when when we need him to make a big play. And um, so he's we're fortunate to have him for sure. He's also our our field goal you know, PAT field goal kicker too, and was you know nearly perfect at that. So he's he's a weapon. Um, I think he's. I think he he will be one of, if not the best, kicker punter in the in the nation next year. So I hope he gets a lot of much needed recognition next year. Absolutely, I'm I'm all about the specialists, and um, y'all were top ten in uh, field goal percentage as well. I think it was uh, eighty three and a third percent, if I remember correctly. I'm not looking at the stats right in front of me, but um, yeah, yeah, he was he was well above 80 percent, yeah. So that is that is phenomenal, well, Coach. We appreciate you coming on the on the show this afternoon, and we uh, hope to catch some Patriots football this season and and uh, get to see what y'all uh, y'all have to offer up there in Kentucky. Yeah, anything we can ever do to help you guys, let us know. We we appreciate the invite and uh, thanks for the coverage and. Thanks for all that you're doing for NAIA football. Coach, I, I just want to tell you now, I, I have two years of experience in Williamsburg. Last time I was there, it snowed, so I will know to bring some uh, heavy clothing if we come in October, November. But, uh, Coach, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and uh, we'll catch you on the other end. Thanks much. Talk to you guys soon. See you, Coach.